Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool podcast, where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this week's lively discussion. Hi, welcome back to You Can Homeschool. I am Tracy Hagerman from The Happy Homeschooler, and I'm here again with Pat Fenner from Breakthrough Homeschooling. And the topic today is a maybe not as interesting topic, but a very necessary topic. And uh, if you listen to this topic carefully, do a lot of time and grief. So you're probably wondering, what is this topic? The topic has to do with record keeping. As a homeschooler, do I have to keep records? Should I keep records? What kind of records? Pat's going to handle a bunch of this because Pat actually has uh, something that she put together called the High School Record Keeping Kit. And so she's had a lot of people approach her for this and she has a lot of experience. So I am looking forward to hearing about this so she can save you a lot of the time and effort. So over to you, Pat. (laughs) And I have to put, thank you, Tracy. And I have to preface that this, all this this kit that I did that you referred to came around with, uh, after my first one went to, you know, was starting to apply for colleges and everything. I realized what a lousy record keeper I had been. (laughs) And it I was scrambling for books and, and materials. And what did we do for, you know, uh, sophomore year literature oh it was it was a nightmare and miraculously yes he did get into college he was good and everything but uh personally it was a very stressful time so basically i i decided that was not gonna i was not gonna do that again because you know i knew we'd have we had four more kids coming and i couldn't my body couldn't handle that stress so i just put all my materials together and and really it's not that hard now i want to start out with those of you for those of you who have little ones and Personally, unless you have some kind of state uh, requirement that you have to, you know, submit lesson plans, and, and that varies so much in the states. I don't know, Tracy, maybe, you know, Tracy can speak to the Canadian uh, viewpoint, but in the states, that depends from state to state. If you, some, all you have to do is say, you know, I'm homeschooling this year and do this one report. Others have, you have to do attendance, and others have, actual lesson plans that you have to submit and have reviewed and so it's the whole gamut so unless you have given unless your state requires something which they will tell you what you need to do and then just follow their their guidelines for that to make your life and their life easier uh for those of you who have less requirements there really isn't much in the in the younger grades uh once our kids hit I, um, once our kids hit middle school, I started doing annual testing f- for me. That wasn't even required. I think our state at the time required uh, third, fifth, and ninth grade standardized testing. And I did it every year just because I like to see progress and or, or things that I need to 
emphasize more, you know, things that, that they're not quite getting. So that was helpful for me. And of course, I had a folder for each one of my kids and kept test results in that so I could look at that. Uh, I also liked the idea of uh, keeping portfolios. And I did that when the kids were younger. And it was really fun to see just their progress, even from the beginning to the end of the year, you know. And then for multiple years, then I would pick out like their best work. And that would be their, say, primary years in different subjects. So depending on how we were teaching. I, I mean, we we didn't do specific curriculum. So aside from math, we, we did have a specific curriculum for that. We didn't, you know, we did a lot of reading. We did a lot of art. Uh, crafts when they were younger, hands-on kind of things. So it took a lot of pictures, and that's something else you can use. You can make a portfolio with photographs of the things you kids have done because <laughs> I found that I was losing attic space. We did a lot of hands-on things, and I hated, oh my gosh, it was painful to throw some of the stuff away. So I made sure I documented it, you know, I had to had pictures, but you just can't keep everything. And then, <laughs> so you got you to gotta choose. So for the younger ones, that's really, it was a very kind of fluid, you know, thing. And I had binders for them that I presented to them when they were graduating that were received in different formats. I mean, I don't have them anymore. We've moved many times over the years. And so I don't have them. But for high school, once you start reaching the upper grades, that's where record keeping really becomes essential because our approach towards college or university uh, was always, we didn't require it of our kids, but we wanted them to be ready if they wanted to. Because we didn't know, especially when they were just starting out high school, uh, we didn't know where our kids were headed. I know Tracy's mentioned in other episodes that she had a son who was definitely an engineer. That was, you know, that was in his genes kind of thing. But we didn't, that wasn't the case with any of our kids. So we didn't really know, well, are they gonna need to go to college or not? So we wanted them to be ready for that. So basically what, we, what I did after my first one, <laughs> and we got that debacle settled, uh, we con I contacted some local colleges to us because of course we didn't know again where the kids would go to school and looked online and just kind of got an idea of what kind of requirements schools were asking. Now at the time, they were asking different things from homeschoolers as they were for regular, traditionally schooled, accredited uh, diplomas. But now, really what I tell people is check with the college because it is, they're all over the place. Some of them, yes, they do have separate requirements for homeschoolers, some of them don't. Uh, some have different tests that the homeschoolers need to take. Some, you know, it's all over, the, all over the place. So definitely check with a couple of schools. Uh, I do have, in that record keeping kit, I have a typical, what I call typical with air quotes, uh, college-bound program that you could use kind of as a foundation, you know, for, for planning for the year. But really, it depends where they're going. Um, another question that I get all the time is, you know, uh, what, are, what are my state's requirements? What do I have to do according to my state? And in the states, if you are not in the traditional or in the public school system, the state does not tell you what you need. You can look up and say, like, for example, you know, Georgia requirements for graduation, and they will give you an outline of what your student needs to study. But that's if they're in the public school, which the public school takes care of that. But that, what they need for a diploma does not apply to homeschoolers. Uh, you really do have freedom 
you know, to, to what your kids are going to study and, and the format they're going to take it and all that. But if they are college bound, that is, that's the more important resource or reference point is where they're going so that you can create and craft a program that will get them, you know, the, give them the ability to pursue further education. So, uh, so that's just the kind of a general introduction to record keeping. Uh, I found we were, again, very creative in our high school activities and the formats that we used. So we did a lot of teacher created programming and those kind of things are, uh, require a little more intensity, I think, in, in keeping track of records because you know, if you're doing a half credit course, what you are considering or presenting as a half credit course, usually is about, uh, that's considered 75 classroom hours and a full credit is 150 to 180 classroom hours. So you're going to want to keep time, you know, keep track of hours and time. Depending on what the subject is, that could include desk time. It could include reading time. You can include volunteer. We talk in another episode about volunteering. If your child is uh, studying or uh, wants to go into, say, the medical field, and they have an opportunity one summer to shadow a dentist, you know, or a doctor or something like that, you can definitely include that in your program. Uh, and, and those would be, you know, great opportunity to include volunteer hours as part of the, the studies. So there's a lot of different things you need to consider if you are crafting something on your own. Uh, if they're using a traditional program, you know, for our math, we always had, a, we did have curriculums that they followed and those kind of take care of themselves. And then you just make sure, oh, make sure, make sure, make sure that you keep track of any textbooks that that you use, even for reference, you can you, you can keep track of them with the, the name, the publication date, and the publisher, because you'll there are some colleges that will want to know what books your kids read. Have them, especially in the high school years, keep their own reading list, which will include title, author, and uh, you could do publication date or uh, uh, number of pages read, you can have, include that as well. And so, the because the more things that you're able to keep track of, when it's time to do a transcript, it really becomes a no-brainer. It just it comes it just becomes a point, a case of bringing all that together and putting it on a piece of paper. But if you don't have all that, that's when, that's when it becomes difficult. So if you're just getting started with homeschooling, just kind of get get yourself set up. Even if you're not necessarily a a nerd or a record keeper or a planner like like I am. Do yourself a favor, though, and at least set up a notebook, and you can divide it by your, you know, how many kids you have, and then subjects, and just keep track of what you're doing. You know, you just jot, jot down notes. At the very least, keep track of the books. And at the end of the year, then look back over it. And we found it was a great activity that I did with each, with each of the kids at the end of the year. We would look through their work. How'd you think the year went? What did you enjoy? What, what do you want to do differently next year? Uh, you know, things like that. What do you want to remember? What do you want to, did you discover anything you wanted to follow through on and perhaps develop in different ways? What we could do differently next year kind of thing. So it's a great time to assess what you've done and then plan, begin, use it as a foundation to plan for the future. Wow. So I'm going to take a sip of coffee while, <laughs> while Tracy <laughs> asks or says something. What, what, how did you plan? How did you record keep? 
when they were in the younger grades, um, we, you know, you hear these things like, what if children's age ever, ever stopped by to see if your kids were in school, mm -hmm. like what they're doing in the yard. And, you know, that never happened, but I have heard um, in a pro the province next to us, that certainly had happened because it's yeah. not as friendly, homeschool friendly. Mm -hmm. um, so what I did is I would took just a binder and I just made a one page, typed it in my computer, and uh, just did a one page, and then I just put the titles, math, reading, writing, spelling. I just put anything we could possibly cover, science, mm -hmm. whatever. So I just had it all there on the page. So each day, as we were going, I'd be like, oh, math, this, this page to this page and a date. Like I date the thing, and then I, because the titles were already there, I was like spelling, oh, we did this. So I just right. did that. It was... It took, as we were going, I just kind of filled it out. And I didn't even have to write math because I already had math written. <laughs> yeah. so, so that was simple. Did I ever have to show it to anyone? No. But I felt like if anyone ever comes to my door and says, prove to us your homeschooling, I would say, come on in because I would love to show you what we've been up to. That's how I felt about it. Um, but then uh, when you get to grade nine, for us, nine, 10, 11, and 12 are really where if you're if you think that your kids might be going to college or university, then obviously it is more important to keep records. Mm -hmm. um, so if they were for the subjects like math, physics, chemistry, um, what I would do is I kind of, I, I worked backwards like you for my son. We knew it was engineering. We didn't know what kind, but we looked at the universities and said, okay, what are the common prerequisites? Mm -hmm. Okay. We know you need physics. We know you need chemistry, no calculus and all that. So we kind of worked, like I said, backwards mm -hmm. and I would, so I would make a one page transcript that had, okay, here's physics, grade 11, when we completed the book, the date and behind it, I would have the name of the book, mm -hmm. publisher and all that. And then I would have a paragraph. So if it was a physics book, what I did is I took the chapter titles in the front of that physics book with all the little labels and I basically copied and pasted it. So they knew here's all the topics. Right. And this was really important for my son because he was going into the pure sciences mm -hmm. and they wanted to be sure that he was ready right. from homeschool. And so by, by them. So he probably had, you know, his, his homeschool transcript, he probably had 12 pages backing it up with mm -hmm. all the subjects and at least a paragraph uh, of stuff. So for the pure sciences that we did, it came right from the book. For the other things, I, what I did is I went online and I found, okay, in Ontario, what um, are the types of courses that they offer as electives in high school? Mm -hmm. So when my youngest daughter didn't know what she wanted to do, we looked at those electives and said, oh, here's one on entrepreneurship. And we knew, you know, she, she's very creative. She's really good at selling. <laughs> like she's, she's good at public speaking. I'm like, you know, marketing or something might be of interest to you or owning a business. So we're like, okay, what, what's the description of their course? And that's what we did. And then we thought, well, how could we do something this year that would fit those requirements. So, so it was kind of an interesting exercise because it helped my kids to look a bit ahead and say, mm -hmm. yeah, I think I might be interested in that and pick something that I probably wouldn't even have thought mm -hmm. uh, of, of teaching. That's so, a great idea. And also what I was thinking, if you're using the 
the now, you, now I just want to emphasize neither Tracy nor I are ever condoning just bring what happens in public school into your home and, and duplicate that. However, for college uh, or, or university, it does help to have uh, subject or class titles that they might, an admissions officer might be familiar with. Yes. So what she's doing by pulling them, literally the titles, you know, and, and a little bit of the outline from the public school roster, you know, what's available to those students. She's putting something that's familiar with to a, a college admissions officer. So he, he's kind of got a frame of reference. So that's a really good tip that when you're putting together a transcript or, or even a four year plan, you know, for the future, for your, for your high schooler, go ahead and use that. Now you don't want to necessarily duplicate the class, you want to have your own spin on it and everything. But to have that title is excellent. And the outline, you know, is, is a really good tip, real good idea. Yeah. Uh, we had a resource um, that would come to our conference from the different universities and colleges. And so I had had a conversation with them in depth of what were they looking for from homeschoolers? Because I figured, okay, they're homeschool friendly because they're at one of our conferences as one right. of the vendors, you right. know, saying come to my university or my college. And so that's what they said. They need something that they could understand because they're just comparing, you know, student after student after student. And so um, that's why I did that. But I, it, it was so much value added because it gave my daughter an idea of, well, let's look at all the different things mm -hmm. that you could possibly take and what seems interesting to you. Mm -hmm. um, and another thing we did, um, so we always belong to co-ops mm -hmm. um, and we always had the moms fill out a one page a uh, little overview of what their course was and what it included. So I would keep all those one pagers. And then when I was, you know, putting their transcript or whatever together, I would look at, oh, where does this fit right. in all of the things they've done and be able to, you know, add some substance. And I, and sometimes I would include those as well as a backup. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, and some, I, some colleges ask for that, you know, for mm -hmm. that backup. Uh, I, I would, the only tip I would have in terms of that is ask them first, you know, when you're yes. sending a transcript, some of them really just want the one page, just, just give me the bottom yep. line. You know, bigger schools that tend to have a lot of transcripts that they have to look at, but some of them may come back to you if they don't ask in the beginning and say, well, what's the backup for that? What did you do for those courses? We need, we need more material. And that's when you just pull out what Tracy's describing, you know, the outlines, the titles, all that stuff, and just give that to them and say, oh, these are the materials we used, you know, and then that gives them, sometimes that gives you a little more credibility because your transcript is not from an accredited air quotes again for those of you who are listening to this accredited <laughs> uh facility you know institution yeah and the other thing that that we did which i think was really helpful and um is so like a subject like english per se where you know they're doing poetry and they're doing uh essay writing and critical essay writing and comparison studies and so what I would do is every time they had a written assignment, which they would work and rework because we were really big on, let's take this and make it the best it can be. So we would spend a long time working on one thing, but the finished product would end up in a binder. So at the end of the year, you could see, oh, here's all their poetry. Here's all their critical essays. And it was a nice way also for them the next year to look back and say, oh, yeah, how, do, how did I do critical essays, whatever? And they could just look back. But it was also a way to prove that, yes, we, they've learned this and they've mastered it. And here, here's their work. Mm -hmm. um, so 
it, it, but it doesn't have to be more than what you're already doing. It, it really just requires like, as you're doing it, make sure you date everything. Oh God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you know, here's a funny story. My son, um, one of his first university exams, um, and I would always make them date the stuff, but he would always forget that. But he never had to put his name on his his stuff. Right. Because we have three kids. I know who's doing what, right? So we went to his exam and he handed in his exam paper without his name on it. Which is a disaster because first year university courses have between 200 and 500 students. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> Thankfully, the, the person monitoring the exam noticed and said, I think you forgot something. And he's like, what? And he goes, put your name in my son's account. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so then he came home and told me this story. And then with the girls, I'm like, put your name on all your work. They're like, mom, you know, I just need you to be used to it. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. That's, that's funny. <laughs> but, but I think like you said, the big thing is in the early years, just keep everything in a binder. We had a grade one binder and we just put everything in it. at the end of the day, just stuff it in there. Mm-hmm. And then in the older grades, look ahead. And, and again, if your child doesn't know what they want to do, you can sort of look generally, like maybe they'll go into the field of biology. Maybe let's kind of look at the prerequisites so you're not sure, but maybe you can try the intro course to biology or whatever. So, you right. know, and it's um, just as important knowing what not to do for those of you who might be, your team may be feeling pressured about, about that topic, which I think we should deal with in another episode uh, <laughs> about, you know, what, what to do when I grow up kind of thing. Uh, it's just as important knowing what you're not going to do. Like I knew none of my kids were, uh, were, were geared or headed towards being an engineer or in the, the pure sciences. That was just not going to happen. And they're not, <laughs> you know, headed that way. But uh, so, so that was something to check off. Well, that's okay. We don't have to pursue that. You know, that you not, don't have that inclination. You don't have that desire, that interest. And it takes a lot of desire to do pure sciences because it is a lot of work. So if you're really not interested in that's that's one of those things that you might not find you're just falling into, you know, you, you pretty have to be intentional for that. Yes. Uh, the, the other thing I would add though, that's really important to keep track of is um, we had no, another episode, we were talking about volunteering mm-hmm. and I did keep track of that very, oh, yes. <laughs> like I just kept a running list of, okay, my daughter played piano at this high school graduation name, uh, sorry, date, Mm-hmm. And I just kept a running list. And for my middle daughter, who ended up going to a special, uh, I, I don't know what you call a special school. It was a music school that only took 100 students in the wow. Toronto area. And you had to go in with a portfolio of all you had done. She had a five page document with every show and everything she had done. So they accepted her like, because she had done it. They wanted proof that you know, this was something you were serious about and had proof. And I had just done it as a thing of, oh, maybe one day I'll add this. Like, I just wanted to keep track mostly for her to say, oh, look at all the stuff you did. And it ended up being like a gold mine for her getting into the school. And who knew? So anything your kids do, like volunteer or that, just write it down. Yeah. Keep the date. Because I, I know here in Canada, I, employers and the uh, universities really look at 
what the kids have done in their community. It is a huge factor for them. Uh, it, you know, when they're looking at so many kids and they're start trying to say, well, this, they look equal. How do I distinguish yeah. between the two? And right. So they, they well, have a list of volunteer hours every year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that is a way to make your, your team kind of uh, stand out is by incorporating that. And one thing I, also that I wanted to mention, you will never regret keeping track of things. You, you, you won't you, because you don't know how you're going to use it. Like Tracy was saying, you know, that with her, with her daughter, that's a great example. Uh, but you just don't know how, how you're going to use it. And if you have it, even if you never use it, you look at, you know, it'll be a great tool for your child. Just look how much you've grown, look how much we've done. And, and that's, you know, that's a base level. It'll be great for your kid, but you don't know how they're going to need it or what a requirement, how they may, you know, pivot or change or, whatever they'll be doing in the future, that that might be helpful. So you, you, do, you won't regret getting into the routine of record keeping. Yeah. And it doesn't, it does not have to be a chore. Um, what I did is I just used a calendar mm -hmm. <laughs> initially on my wall and I would just sort of put, um, you know, the bigger things that they did, the volunteer stuff. And so at the end of the year, I could just go back. I actually did this to write my Christmas letter every year. What did we do this year? And I just flipped through my right. <laughs> But But it doesn't have to be anything crazy, <laughs> you know? Yeah, because honestly, if it's something that's too complicated and you won't use it, it's a waste. It is a waste of time. So make it just to your level, you know, people ask me, well, what's the best, the best way to keep records? Well, the best way to keep records is a way that you will use. Because if, if it works for me and it doesn't work for you, it's not your best way and you won't use it. And you know, that's, that's yeah. the end of the story. Yeah. So really find something and, and it may change year to year. The same thing with planning, which we, if we haven't talked about, we will be talking about, uh, you know, the planning is, there's no best way to plan. It's, it's whatever works for you and for your family. It's really important to know how your family functions and mm -hmm. how your kids function and how you function and how that all works together. And that's the best way to plan. It's the best way to keep records is whatever, whatever way you will use. Yeah. And the only other thing I would add is if your child takes a course outside of home, so maybe at mm -hmm. the co-op, at a co-op or just something of interest in the community, you know, they, there's all kinds of things. That's the other thing I would just mark that on the calendar, the date. And because it's amazing how you forget. It's like, oh, oh yeah, you did, this, you did this course. But when, you, when you're putting those transcripts or whatever that you need later on, it's just easy like, oh yeah, additional training. I just had a thing, additional training, and they had a list of stuff. So when, you know, you go to the university of college, they look at it and they think, wow, this is a really rounded individual here's all their academics here's the volunteering so they're thinking they weren't at just at home <laughs> which is what some people think you're just at home doing nothing I don't know what they think we do <laughs> I don't even I don't even go there <laughs> but yeah it's true you, you think you'll remember and and when when you have to remember you know when you're doing that transcript you won't I mean trust me I just I've been through it four times already you don't remember <laughs> it's like yeah, that's yeah. not written down that's kind of our mantra at home if it's not written down it didn't happen so if I didn't write it it didn't happen yeah. so and I usually wrote it after the fact rather than yes. planning I <laughs> I'd be like oh yeah we I look at the calendar oh yeah Thursday we they my son had this course or whatever and that Right. right. Simple. Yeah. Keep it simple so you'll use it. That's the wisdom coming from Pat. Like she's <laughs> you're good for that. Yeah. It's like <laughs>
So I think that's, that's probably a good point on which to end. Keep it simple. Make sure it's something that you will use and you will maintain so that uh, if you're homeschooling through the, through the homeschooling for the long haul, which I call those of us who homeschool through graduation, you will be able to uh, launch your, your, your team into college or career, whatever they choose, uh, on a solid footing, solid foundation. So, so don't forget to grab, if you've got older kids or, or will have older kids that you'll be homeschooling, grab that uh, homeschool record keeping kit. The link will be in the show notes. And I think, Tracy, that, that sums up what we've got to say about this topic today. What do you think? Yeah, I'm surprised we could even talk that long about record keeping. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Yes, coming from the happy homeschooler, this is not particularly... <laughs> that a happy homeschooler loves to talk about record keeping, but that's why I'm here. <laughs> it's important because it makes a difference. It really does. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining us. I hope that you have found not only some inspiration, but from some nuggets that you can take to use in your own homeschool. And Tracy and I have certainly enjoyed talking with each other and we're thrilled to death that you could sit in on our conversation and we're looking forward to talking to you next time. So take care. Take care. Bye. Well, that wraps up another episode of the You Can Homeschool podcast. Thanks for joining us for another candid conversation. For more information on life-changing books, courses, and coaching services, or if you have a homeschooling topic you'd like to hear discussed in a show, check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy.